Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1. In that day lay a charge doth Jehovah with his sword, the sharp and the great and the strong, on Leviathan, a fleeing serpent, and on Leviathan, a crooked serpent, and he hath slain the dragon that is in the sea. We learned in the book of Job that Leviathan means dragon. Dragons really did exist in ancient times. And dragon is also another name for Satan, and that's what it's referring to here. Satan possessed the empire of Babylon. Satan is also possessing the final Babylon. The sea represents many nations and many peoples. Through the Babylon that we have today, many peoples and nations are controlled. But the Lord will pierce Satan with his sword. 2. In that day a desirable vineyard, respond ye to her. The Lord will tell Israel, you are a desirable vineyard. After he has liberated the land of Israel from iniquity, and by that I mean that he'll take away the hold that Satan has on the land of Israel, and he'll establish his millennial kingdom. I, Jehovah, am its keeper. Every moment I water it, lest any lay a charge against it. Night and day I keep it. When Jesus comes to reign in Jerusalem, he won't take nap breaks. He'll be awake all the time, ruling the world from Jerusalem for a thousand years, and he will keep it watered with his water of life, and he will keep it safe. For fury is not in me, who giveth me a briar, a thorn in battle. I step into it, I burn it at once. This says that if somebody were to even try to battle with the Lord, he would walk right through their battle lines and his fire would scorch them out. This is another reason why there will be peace on earth for a thousand years. No one would dare to battle Jesus. Satan will be put in prison for a thousand years with his demons, but at the end of the millennial reign, the Lord will allow Satan out of his prison. That is when Satan will get the nations to try to attack Jesus, but there won't be any battle. They'll all get destroyed in fire from God. 5. Or he doth take hold on my strength. He doth make peace with me. Peace he doth make with me. Every nation will make peace with Jesus. Even the pagan nations will be at peace with Israel and Jerusalem because Jesus will be there. 6. Those coming in he causeth to take root. Jacob doth blossom, and flourished hath Israel, and they have filled the face of the world with increase. Jacob is another name for Israel, and Israel will bloom and increase. The Jews will come back home to Israel, and the land will flourish. And this verse says that there will also be Jews in other parts of the world, and they will flourish there as well. 7. As the smiting of his smiter, hath he smitten him? As the slaying of his slain, doth he slay? Even though the Lord judges Israel at different times in history, he never disciplines Israel as harshly as he disciplines the pagan nations. He always shows a little bit extra mercy to Israel, because he wants to preserve his people. 8. In measure, in sending it forth, thou strivest with it. He hath taken away by his sharp wind in the day of an east wind.
When the Lord blows his wind of wrath on Israel, he tempers it a little and doesn't let it destroy completely. 9. Therefore by this is the iniquity of Jacob covered, and this is all the fruit, to take away his sin, in his setting all the stones of an altar, as chalk stones beaten in pieces, they rise not, shrines and images. You might say, it isn't fair that God shows more mercy to Israel than to the rest of the world, but he shows loads of mercy. We would have been put in hell on our very first sin if the Lord wasn't merciful. So all of us have received abundant mercy. We shouldn't begrudge Israel if they get a little bit more extra abundant mercy. And the Lord loves to forgive everyone, no matter how you were raised, no matter what your background or what your sins have been. He loves to forgive. All we have to do is repent. The Lord will remove sin from the land of Israel during the millennial reign. The pagan altars that people have will turn into chalk. They'll be broken into pieces. 10. For the fenced city is alone, a habitation cast out and forsaken as a wilderness. There doth the calf delight, and there it lieth down, and hath consumed its branches. The shrines and idols of Babylon were torn into pieces, and then the city was leveled, and it became a place where cows could rest and eat. The final Babylon in Revelation will have the same thing happen. Its shrines and idols will be torn to pieces, and the city will be leveled, and it will only be fit for animals to go and forage. No people will live there anymore. 11. In the withering of its branch it is broken off. Women are coming in, setting it on fire, for it is not a people of understanding. Therefore pity it not doth its maker, and its former doth not favor it. Women are physically weaker than men. It says that when Babylon is destroyed, women will be able to go there and find kindling wood and firewood, and nobody will disturb them when they're doing that. It will be a peaceful place where animals can roam and weak people can go and look for firewood. Now that did happen to the first Babylon. It will happen again to the second Babylon. 12. And it hath come to pass in that day, beat out doth Jehovah from the branch of the river unto the stream of Egypt, and ye are gathered one by one, O sons of Israel. The Lord will gather his children and bring them back to Israel, whether they're from Egypt or other lands. He'll bring them up the Nile, but he'll also bring them from other places in the world. 13. And it hath come to pass in that day, it is blown with a great trumpet, and come in have those perishing in the land of Asher, and those cast out in the land of Egypt, and have bowed themselves to Jehovah in the holy mount in Jerusalem. Those from Syria and Egypt will come to Israel and bow down and worship the Lord. In the millennial reign, people from every nation of the world will be able to come to Jerusalem and worship Jesus if they choose. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 27.